Thank you for joining us for our first official podcast featuring the incredible residents at Legacy Retirement Communities. I'm your host and retirement living advisor, Kayla Schaff. My hope for this podcast is to give you insight and perspective to the greatest generation. Be open to soaking up the wisdom that we all desire and is often right in front of us. Their stories are a gift. I can't help but think of those of us listening can benefit from a little inspiration and might learn a thing or two. So without further ado, I want you to meet Avis. Avis Runyon spent most of her life in Iowa. She had 12 brothers and sisters and was raised by a single parent, her mother Kate. She married the love of her life, Bill, and had one child, Gail. She was the director of the YWCA in Fort Dodge, Iowa, before moving on, becoming the director of public relations for Trinity Regional Hospital in Fort Dodge. Upon her and Bill's retirement, they moved to Lincoln to be close to their daughter and son-in-law and two grandchildren. She busied herself in Lincoln by volunteering as a nursing home ombudsman and at the elementary school her great-grandchildren attended. So growing up as a young girl, what were some of the challenges you faced? Well, beginning, I was a preemie baby, weighed two and a half pounds, and they had no hospitals where children were kept until they had added a few pounds. And so my mother was very ingenious, and she opened the door of the cook stove and padded the door and put me on that, and that's how she kept me alive. And my oldest brother always helped her with me, and he and I became very, very close, and we never lost that closeness. You shared with me before that when you were younger, you were always looking for ways to teach yourself, often inspired by your older siblings. So as a young child, did you always have a passion for learning? Uh, yes. my I had a sister two years older than I, and she brought her books home, and I read them. And this is maybe not appropriate to tell you, but it, it is true. Uh, on the farm, we had outdoor toilet, and I would sit in there and bounce my heels against the wood and say, Sun Mun Two Wed Thur Fry Sad. And Mother said, Where did you hear that? And I said, Well, I didn't hear it. I saw it on the paper that was left for us to use as toilet paper. She said, I didn't know you could read. And I said, well, I've been reading the paper for a long time. (laughs) And so after dinner, she had my family stay, and my brothers sat at the back of the table. The girls sat at the front of the table, and my parents, one at the head, one at the lower head of the table. And I said something about the news, and My mother said, how did you know that? And I said, oh, I read it in the paper. I was three and a half then. And so after everybody was through eating dinner, she said, don't leave. 
I want Avis to read to do something for you. And so I got on my knees with my <laughs> backside up high and read the paper, and the entire family clapped. So have you always been a lifelong learner? Always. My mother always said, if you give her a book, she disappears and won't come back until she's read the book. And what she meant was that after we left the farm, we had a a chicken house with a slanty roof, and I would take my book and go climb up there to read. So nobody was bothering me and interrupting my reading. Oh, I can definitely see you doing that, Avis. That is so great. Now I want to fast forward a ways just because I want to make sure we touch on the topic of important people in your life. When you think back at the relationships that have meant the most to you through your work and personal life, who do you think of? My mother and my husband. My husband and I were married in the early 1900s. We were married for 65 years, and he never stopped calling me sweetheart, and he never stopped making me laugh. And if he was at the fence talking about a ne- talking to a neighbor, when I walked out of the house, my husband stopped the conversation and said, look at her, isn't she wonderful? After he died, that neighbor who was a jeweler came to see me and told me how much it meant to him to visit with my husband. That jeweler picked up four rings that my husband had bought from him and cleaned them and polished them and brought them to me and said he never waited on a husband who was as enchanted with his wife as my husband was. That's a pretty good gift. You had shared something with me about your husband being your biggest supporter. How was he your biggest supporter? Because you were not a traditional homemaker. You were a career woman. I was a career woman, and he encouraged me to do it and was very proud of me. He was comfortable with me having a car of my own so that I could go to the things that I was doing. He was the master mechanic at a gypsum plant, and he had to be gone quite a bit because when they had trouble, they called him. So I had a lot of free time. That's why I took a job. So tell me a little bit about your role at the YWCA. I know in past conversations, you shared that you were influential in children's lives while you worked there. Can you share a learning moment or teaching experience that you had while you were there? When I was at the YW, there were boys and girls who came to the programs, and I was looking for extra programs, so I went to the manager of the bowling alley across the street from the YW and said, could we come to your bowling alley free on the day that they come to the YW? And he said, I can't afford that. And my answer was, you can't afford not to. If you teach those kids to bowl, They're going to be customers later. And later on, one of the kids that they gave free lessons to ended up managing a bowling alley way across town because he learned to bowl when he went to the YW. I love that. 
So if you had one sliver of advice that you could give about leadership and influence, what would it be? Never take no for an answer. Let's talk about the next step in your career. You were the first director of public relations at Trinity Regional Hospital. And I know you had some challenges right off the bat. Can you tell us more about that? The fact that I was not a Catholic, but I was working at a Catholic hospital and appreciated it. But I was very, very busy being what I was doing. Now, I know we ran through your career history pretty quickly because I wanted to make sure we highlight the overarching theme that becomes apparent as we've been able to look back at your career as a whole. Why do you think that work was important? I think each each of us has an assignment from God, but we are the ones who have to figure out what it is and perform it then. And by doing that, you make a lot of friends and you make a lot of satisfaction in your life. Let's jump forward and talk a little bit about how retirement life fit you because you thought about retirement different than other people. And I think it was your passion to always be helping others that always kept you on your toes. Tell us more about that. Well, I never could just sit and not do anything. And I felt that I could, even though I was old, I could contribute to the lives of children and other people who were in nursing homes. So I, I volunteered at the school three days a week. Just to fill listeners in a bit, I remember you had described to me what it was like when you would bring your grandchildren home from school. You better share that with everyone because it just speaks to how well-loved you were in your community. One of the things that I remember is I had my basement equipped with all kinds of things to keep kids busy, a ping-pong table and a spring horse and uh, a little house where you woke, woke, uh, went up steps and slid down and you got in the inside of it. And that was where you, everybody had to leave you alone because you need time for yourself. As soon as I brought my, my grandchildren home from school, children started pouring out of other yards to come to my house because I had cookies for them. I hadn't realized how much impact I made on those kids. And one time I was invited to a Christmas party, and one of those neighbor girls was there with the hostess's nephew. When I got there, she pulled her chair up knee to knee and spent 20 minutes telling me how much impact I had on her life. So it sounds like you've been a teacher most of your life. Would you, would you say that's correct? I've never thought of it that way. But I suppose I have in some way or another to teach people how to do what is interesting and helpful. Mm-hmm. The woman who did my hair, her husband had left her with her kids 
And she said, and my son won't do anything. And I said, why? She said, he doesn't want to work for a house full of women. And I said, let me talk to him. I said, don't you know how important you are? He said, what do you mean? And I said, you're the only man in the house. Your sisters need help. Your mother needs help. And what you need to do every morning is think, what good am I going to do today? And then that's the first thing you do. You're the only man that your mother has left to help care for her. She needs you desperately. And he changes like that. You have a way with people, Avis. My mother always said that, too. And I don't know why except that I had to fight so hard to live that when I realized that how many people it took to keep me alive and I grew up to be helpful to other people, that that was a gift that I could share. So as you reflect back on your life, um, do you feel differently about yourself from how you felt when you were younger? Yes, I always felt that I knew the answer to so many questions and that I could teach other people and that I could control how, how I handle things. If you had any advice for someone younger, or if you could tell your younger self, give your younger self some advice, what would you tell Avis? Live in the moment. That's what I feel. Okay, well, just tell me what you feel. Tell me, what does that mean to you? It means that yesterday I did something pretty okay. So today I want to do something to make a difference in another person's life. What challenges has, has aging been for you? What, what do you think the biggest challenge is? The biggest challenge is to ask for help. I was always helping somebody else, and now I'm asking for help. I I try to show my appreciation for all the help that I get. When you think about yourself, what age do you see yourself? When I'm having somebody help me get dressed or ready for bed, I feel my 96 years. But when I visit with people, I don't feel that way. I feel like who I am, which is a grandmother, a mother-in-law, a friend. And I also feel that somebody professional thinks I'm interesting. Avis, I've always admired how you find the positive in every situation. And I think so many times we get wrapped up in the negative when it comes to aging. What good things come with age? When you need a lot of care, you meet a lot of of very kind, giving people. What are the simple joys that you experience on a day-to-day basis? What brings you joy? The love of family and the willingness of friends to come and to come and meet me, come and see me, and the good care I get here. The other day, they served powder biscuits at one of our meals. One of my table mates said, "My mother used to make these." for Sunday breakfast. And I said, guess what? So did my mother. You have so many special memories. 
I do, Yuli, if you live to be 96, they've got to be special. I feel like I've lived a charmed life. I feel that good things have happened to me all my life, starting with the preemie baby who, who survived. Avis, as always, I enjoy your conversations. Before we end, I want to make sure you share that poem you read every morning because I think it helps all of us see you. This is how you navigated the good times, the bad times, and even influenced others, including myself. And it brings meaning to why you are the way you are. This has been a, a, a poem that my daughter, teacher, had them read every class morning. And since she brought that home, she and I read it every morning until she died. I will follow the upper road today. I will keep my face to the light. I will think high thoughts as I go my way, and I will do what I know is right. I will look for the flowers by the side of the road. I will laugh and love and be strong. I will try to lighten another's load this day as I fare along. Avis has a way about her, her strength, her boldness, yet her humbleness. She was a good mother, a good wife, a strong businesswoman, someone to learn from, someone to be inspired by. We're passionate about sharing the fascinating stories in our communities. If you enjoyed listening to Avis today, be sure to follow us on Facebook, where we'll continue to share our stories. Do you have questions about retirement living? Visit us at LegacyRetirement.com to learn more. Be inspired to live your own legacy now.